Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. What up, Montana? Welcome in. Nuan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. What a sunshiny, awesome day it is. Second official day of spring. It feels just like it. All I could think about was golfing today. So hopefully you're out there enjoying the sun. Hopefully no matter where you're at around the Treasure State, you're getting some sun. It's uh, definitely getting to be that time of year. Spring either on the horizon or already here. It's a Wednesday, but it's going to be a little bit of an atypical Wednesday, except for you know that it's a Wing It Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. We'll have an opportunity for you to win 12 wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, one of the best baskets of wings you're going to find anywhere here in the Garden City or around the Treasure State. So stay tuned for that about 445. But a little different order of things. So Alex Eshelman from SWX Montana Television, she usually joins us on Wednesdays. She's going to actually join us tomorrow, though, because we're sort of a day backed up. Because we did, not, we did not have a show on Monday. So sort of making up some of the familiar segments that you're used to, but just like a day late. But also, it's spring break around Missoula um, at a variety of the middle schools, high schools, all that. So people have a little bit different schedules, including our main guy, Rajim Seabrook, who hasn't been in in a little while. But he's swinging by today. He usually comes by on Fridays. But we're going to wrap today uh, about all things NFL free agency. We'll also talk about the NCAA tournament. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about where Rajim is from because he's from uh, an area that has had such great lore when it comes to basketball, particularly on the collegiate level, Uh, a a lot of great struggles as well. And now here we are with St. Peter's, the only third number 15 seed ever to reach the Sweet 16 of the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. And Rajim, he is from 
uh, right around in the area. I asked him, I said, you got any St. Peter's stories? He goes, oh, I know all about Jersey City. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. It sounds like he's going to be here about 430 because he's got some stuff going on uh, with the kiddos. But he'll be here uh, for most of the show. So we'll look forward to seeing Rajim. Um, we do have Winged Wednesday coming up. We're also going to talk some NCAA hoops. And uh, we're also going to get into some exact previews of, of these Sweet 16 matchups. It's crazy how fast it goes. You get 32 games in the first two days, and then that's cut in half. You have eight each of Saturday and Sunday. It's still great. And then it's four Thursday, four Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. And all of a sudden, it's almost over. That's why it's one of the great tournaments in the world. Um, probably the most well-renowned tournament of any sort, at least in America and, and maybe anywhere on planet Earth. So we'll, we'll get into a whole bunch of NCAA tournament stuff as well. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Um, we got to get one of these in, so we're going to do it right now. We'll pause just 10 seconds for a station identification here on uh, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Appreciate Northwest Motorsport for all their support here at Nuwana's Now. Marching to savings with Northwest Motorsport's Markdown Madness. Northwest Motorsport all month providing special APRs throughout the month of March. But, it's, I mean, crazy to think. It's March 23rd, so only about a week left in March. You can get a truckload of savings on the greatest selection of trucks, trucks, and more trucks. At Northwest Motorsport, you can also go check out their huge inventory of trucks, the largest, in fact, anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, by visiting online at nwmsrocks.com. If you want to be a part of the show, you certainly can. Call us or text us. You're going to want to text for the wings. That's coming up here, what I tell you, about 40 minutes. Segment three is when it's on the docket. But 406-888-1029, that's the number you're going to want to text. That's 888-1029. And you can also text us if you want to be a part of any and all conversations. When Rajim gets here, I'm going to actually push the NFL stuff back to when he gets here because there's a lot of crazy free agency stuff going on in the NFL. Uh, But a couple things to talk about here off the top. One, I was thinking about this this morning. The University of Idaho, for those that are new to Big Sky Conference country or don't really have a comprehensive knowledge of the history of it. Idaho is a land-grant institution in the state of Idaho, in Moscow. Uh, that gives it definitive advantages just in terms of resources and the, uh, the educational opportunities that they can offer. Idaho was also uh, one of the gems of the Big Sky Conference, particularly in the 70s and 80s when it came to football and particularly men's basketball. People might not remember, but in the late 80s and early 1990s, the University of Idaho was perennially a top 50 and sometimes even a top 25 program. I believe the highest a Big Sky Conference team has been ranked in my lifetime. I was born in 1987. I believe that the highest a Big Sky Conference team has ever been ranked in men's basketball is the University of Idaho. Back when they were ranked somewhere in the teens uh, in the late 80s and early 1990s when Orlando Lightfoot was leading the way. He finished his career. He was sort of like the, the Shannon Kate of the men's side of the Big Sky Conference. I think the league's first 2,000-point scorer, I think he's somewhere like fifth or sixth in league history now in scoring because we've seen guys like Tyler Hall at Montana State, Jordan Davis at Northern Colorado, uh, Jer- Jarek Harding and Jeremy Seglin, both at Weber State. 
those guys all poured in a bunch of points. The, the, the schedules are a little longer now. Two schools play more non-conference and conference games. Um, so there are more opportunities for points. So Lightfoot's probably still uh, towards, if not the leader, in terms of points per game in his career. But that's all to say that even when the Vandals left the Big Sky Conference from 1995 all the way until 2014, they rejoined in football a few years ago, but they rejoined in all other sports back in 2014, and they came from the WAC. But they were pretty good when they were in the WAC in hoops. And when they got back to the Big Sky, they started as competitive, and they got very good. And Don Verlin was doing a really good job there at Idaho. They had great talent. They were competitive. They were sort of on a collision course with those great Montana teams, uh, probably the best that Travis DeCure has put on the floor. There's always multiple parts to the story. I mean, those two, those two Grizz teams that went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, 26-win squads, awesome, uh, really good teams. But there's always the, the details that you forget. That Idaho team featuring Vic Sanders, B.J. Blake, Perion Collindrette, the Sherwood brothers, that was a really good team. Trayvon Allen was a, a reserve at that point. He went on to become one of the great scorers in UI history and, and one of the great uh, Native players, Native American basketball players uh, in the big sky of the modern generation, certainly, and probably ever. He was an 1,800-plus point scorer there at Idaho. That team was very, very good. They also were, uh, you know, a mid-20s. I think they won 23 games that year. Um uh, which I believe was on the way to, to Montana's first of the two NCAA tournament appearances. I can't remember if it was first or second. Regardless, one of the best college basketball games I have watched covering the Grizz since I've been back in Montana over the last 10 years was when Montana played in Moscow and B.J. Blake had a tip at the buzzer of regulation to send the game to overtime and then Nate Sherwood had a tip at the buzzer in double OT for Idaho to win that game. And so I guess the revisionist history that I was pointing to, though, is that Idaho team fizzled down the stretch. They had a bad last weekend of the regular season, limped into the Big Sky Tournament, and then got drilled by an underseeded Southern Utah team. And that was sort of the M.O. of Southern Utah. They beat the two-seed on the Grizzlies' behalf, basically, in each of their NCAA tournament runs because they also knocked out Jordan Davis and Northern Colorado when they were the two-seed. And the Idaho team and the Northern Colorado team had beaten Montana, including UNC, winning in Missoula, that respective year. So all I'm getting at is that Idaho was good for a really long time in basketball and was very good not that long ago. The news yesterday, I guess it was earlier this week, but Riley Corcoran and I talked about it on my show, on this show, Nuanas Now, about how Zach Claus at the University of Idaho has been given, uh, I think he was given just a one-year extension, but he, he was retained at Idaho as Idaho's coach. Rewind real quick, Don Verlin, who had it rolling and had had multiple 20-win seasons there at Idaho, he was fired for cause stemming from some internal NCAA uh, investigations that resulted in minor sanctions. What's internal mean? Well, that means the athletic department was investigating itself. I don't want to get into the details of those investigations because I don't want to misquote myself, and it is a serious issue, so I don't want to be purveying false information. But I, upon, upon reviewing those legal documents and the, the NCAA, quote-unquote, minor infractions, uh, a couple years ago, I remember reading these. And I remember thinking they were very, very minor. Broadly, it's something about uh, student managers coaching practice for a moment in time because maybe somebody lost a contact lens. And again, I don't want to get into all the details, but pretty much trivial. And then they forced out Don Verlin, and they've only won, I think, 14 Division One games since. I believe just six Big Sky Conference wins over the last two years. 
And now there's a glut of players in the transfer portal since Zach Klaus has been given his one-year extension. Now, this is going to come back around, and I'm going to take this a completely different direction than what you're thinking of. I'm not here to bash Idaho for giving Klaus a, uh, an extension. That's a different conversation. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're talking about what the state of college basketball is. And I think a lot of people directly are correlating Zach Claus's contract renewal to they're say, they're thinking it's a direct causation. Claus is extended for a year. A bunch of players from Idaho subsequently enter the transfer portal. And I'm here to tell you, and this is what I was thinking about, because Idaho is no different than almost any other Division I school, and I think that that's sort of the state we're in when it comes to men's college basketball. They're not mutually exclusive. The The guys entering the transfer portal are not mutually exclusive to Zach Claus getting a one-year extension. And, in fact, it could go the other way. It's not as if everybody's just bailing because this one coach is coming back. In fact, I think that there's going to be a variety of young men that simply enter the transfer portal because you can. Straight up. I think that we're, people forget the age that we're dealing with here, the guys that we're talking about. These guys are all 19 to 22 years old. When you're 20 years old and you've had an experience and maybe you liked it, some parts about it, you didn't like some parts about it, but then there's this complete open door for this completely new experience, I think a lot of us would have taken that opportunity, and it has nothing to do with playing time or something nefarious within the program. Also, though, I think the other side of this is sort of not being explained well enough as well. In Northern Colorado, it seems to be this quote-unquote brewing scandal when it comes to the football program because they've had 30-plus guys enter the transfer portal since the beginning of the new year. Oh, man, Ed McCaffrey must be this terrible bad coach. And again, they're not mutually exclusive. Ed McCaffrey might be a a terrible coach. He might be a horribly mean guy. I have no idea. He's been on this show. He's been great. I love talking to him. I think that just the brand name recognition he brings to Northern Colorado, make it a good hire. You already made the hire, so I think you have to see it through and at least give him an opportunity to rebuild the roster. But there's also this narrative being spewed out of Northern Colorado that all these guys are leaving because they don't like McCaffrey's program or McCaffrey's program is broken or there's some sort of nepotism ruling McAfee's program. But in fact, I bet you a lot of the guys, probably even a vast majority of the guys, the decision is at the very least mutual that they're moving on. If not, not their decision at all. The coaching staff is saying, hey, we got other guys. And that's the other side of this transfer portal thing. When I'm looking at these guys leaving Idaho, I'm sitting there thinking, well, maybe that guy's just leaving because of the opportunity. Or maybe that guy is leaving because the coach has told him they're going to bring in somebody better. Maybe that guy's leaving because there's, maybe he's not getting forced out, but there's a transfer coming in and he doesn't want to compete. There's all sorts of different things, but I do think that the last point to make here is I also think that sometimes people freak out when there's a bunch of roster overturn, but it's the other side of the coin. A lot of times guys are leaving, but a, a lot of times the coaches are just fine with them leaving because they know there's these whole, this whole group of other guys that are leaving that you can go get. So the same thing's happening right now at the University of Montana. I think there's four guys in the transfer portal, uh, including Cam Parker, who's a grad transfer. He could have come back to Montana, but it looks like he just wants a new opportunity. And Kyle Owens, who was a starter for most of his sophomore year and fell down to about 12 minutes per game during his junior year. But again, a lot of times, it's just the way that the state of affairs are and there, there might be someone to fill that spot right away. For example, Mike Hood was one of the best bench scorers 
in the Big Sky Conference two years ago at Montana State. He's a really good player. Uh, a guy that that I liked watching. We, we called Mike Hood the walking bucket because he could get he could fill it up pretty quick coming off the bench. Uh, you know, a good, adequate Big Sky Conference player. He entered the transfer portal after last year. Well, that opened up a scholarship for Danny Sprinkle to go get Raekwon Battle. Raekwon Battle is a four-star recruit who started his career at Washington, objectively one of the most talented players, one of the most athletic players in the Big Sky Conference, a guy who averaged double figures coming off the bench and blew Mike Hood's production out of the water, was also one of the most exciting players in the Big Sky. Would they have been able to get him? They probably would have. If they knew they had an inside track, they would have figured out a way to adjust their roster and go get Raekwon Battle. So maybe it's not a one for the other. But what would the opportunity have been? What would the urgency have been? I don't know. So I guess what I'm saying. And then the last thing is, at Idaho, if guys are walking away, why does it really matter? <laughs> I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, what's the desire to uh, hang on to guys that were a, a core part of a team that won five conference games last year and a team that won just one the year before? I mean, I guess Idaho made a little progress this last year. They beat Weber State and Montana in the same way. And Montana State, they, they beat Montana State last year for their only win, uh, their only league win. That was a good win, though. And then they beat Montana, Montana, excuse me, Eastern Washington and Weber State in the same week this year. So incremental progress. I guess what I'm saying, though, is a lot of times we read way too much into this sort of stuff and think that this is happening or this is the state of society or these are kids doing this or not having dedication or commitment or whatever, when in reality it could be as simple and as straightforward as this kid just wants a new opportunity or the school wants to replace this kid with someone else that's experiencing uh, the same situation. So, I don't know. I was just thinking about it earlier today, and uh, I, I just think that the, the reason, the, I guess the way that this the, the transfer portal uh, phenomenon becomes a part of the story is if you're having master, uh, massive excuse me, roster overturn, and then also you're not very good. Like That's the thing that people forget. When Montana won those back-to-back, Big Sky Conference titles and went to the NCAA tournament two years in a row. They had a, a pretty close to half their roster leave each year. They would have five or six guys in the portal each of the following each of those two championship years. But it was not really something that was talked about because you, you trust the coach, you trust the process, you trust the formula when you're going to the NCAA tournament, when your main returners are staying. Montana State, for example, also coming out of last year, they had a whole bunch of guys leave. Filled the roster spots, got it rolling. And they're good to go. They win the Big Sky Conference for the first time in 20 years. So I think that maybe we we play too much into it. And uh, I don't know. I think that sometimes it's a lot simpler than what we try to make it. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Reminders coming up tomorrow. And Friday, we'll be broadcasting to you live this show from 4 to 6, but also we'll be coming to you remote style on ESPN Radio as well as on 103.3 The Trail, 103.3 FM The Trail, 104.5 FM The U, Jack FM 105.9. We'll be doing a four-station remote from Brett's RV and Marine. So from 3 to 6 p.m., you can come hang out with us. We'll have all sorts of station swag down there. They're kicking off one of their biggest sales of the year. It's sort of their welcome to spring, get you ready for summer sale down there at Brett's RV and Marine. They have some of the best selection of any 
where in the Pacific Northwest when it comes to RVs or boats. So if you want to get all set up for summer, come hang out with us tomorrow down at Brett's RV and Marine. From 3 to 6 p.m., we'll be on all four of our Missoula broadcasting stations, and we'll be doing Nuanas now from 4 to 6. I'm hoping to do it just kicking it from the back of a pontoon boat. <laughs> Should be fun. I'll, I'll tell you a good story tomorrow, too, about uh, once upon a time, I knew these guys that sunk a pontoon boat up at Flyhead Lake. That was a bad 4th of July. We don't want to repeat that. And these boats down here at Brett's, these are going to be way more uh, sturdy. You're not going to be sinking any of these unless you're really, really uh, acting a fool. Uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you something. We were talking, Riley and I talked about this extensively during our entire trip through San Diego. And we talked about it yesterday on the show as well. Riley Corcoran, uh, voice of the Grizz, who joined us yesterday. If you want to hear any of that conversation, sort of a recap of our tournament takeover from a week in Boise and uh, a weekend in Portland and San Diego, you can find that on the Nuanas Now podcast. But we were talking about why the Big Sky Conference representatives in the big dance more often than not over the last 10 years. I'm not saying that they're the worst teams to make the NCAA tournament. They just look the worst. I mean, Montana couldn't have got more embarrassed than when they played Syracuse. I think that was when you were probably right in college when they had Will Cherry, Cream Jordan. They had all-time great players, and they lost by, like, 50. They only scored, like, 35 points. And, you know, the Cats honestly made sort of a valiant effort to get into the 60s, yet they still give up almost a hundy and get beat by 35. But it seems like it's kind of just... Rinse and repeat. I mean, in the last five years, I guess Eastern Washington kind of gave Kansas a little bit of a game last year. Well, and ISU gave Kentucky a game last year in, in the, the women's, women's side, for sure, for sure. And so I think there's a dynamic and a dichotomy there between the men's and the women's. But just broadly, why do you think it is? Why are the Big Sky teams seem to like? And again, I don't think it's because they're the worst league in the country. I think that there's actually a whole bunch of dynamics that go into why their league champion though seems to look the worst when they play on the biggest stage. Well. I don't know. I would worry about saying that there is something endemic to the conference that is going to have this always be the case or or looking at the underlying causes and and making conclusions off of that. What I will say is that, man, in all of these games, when you're talking about this is a good matchup, this is a bad matchup for the underdog, here's what has to happen for them to get an upset— the number one thing that has to be in place before you start talking about here's where they match up well, here's where they match up poorly, here's if they can shoot well, they just have to be able to stay on the court, man. If you're sure. getting overwhelmed athletically, for sure, the Bobcats could I mean, the Bobcats could even pass for like the first ten minutes. Crazy. I thought that was going to be their one their one thing that they could take in because they have a a sixth year point guard and a fifth year two guard. That have both played together for three years. So you thought, okay, at the very least, Xavier Bishop and Amin Adama will be able to navigate the pressure. No, 21 turnovers, and it's just like... Same could, thing for the women's they, team, too. They, yeah. they couldn't even get in their offense, like, at all. You just have to be able to survive out there first before any of the X's and O's and any of the matchups come into it. And I think that was... I mean, we saw this. You're talking about that Montana-Syracuse game. That's a blast from the past. That is from when I was in college. One of the most just depressing things to watch that I've ever seen. It, it was so depressing because it made you feel as if you were a poor talent evaluator. You're right. like, dude, I know Will Cherry's good. And Will Cherry went to the league. Yeah. So Will Cherry's definitely good. And he couldn't do anything. You're like, man, maybe they just aren't good. But it, it, it is, though. It's, it's, it's such a weird thing to watch. 
Right, and it's just like, this is what I'm always watching, and we talk about this like when you're watching a freshman play on the court for the first time or you're watching sure. a freshman throw into the fire. That's the first thing that you're looking at. They just have to be able to get to their spots and survive athletically and not look overwhelmed by the speed and the physicality and the pace of the game. And in a lot of recent showings, that hasn't been the case for these big sky teams. And, and like last year we were talking about, Eastern Washington kept it close. Eastern Washington was a, a, a deep team with a lot of yeah, a lot of big guys. I mean, the Groveses. They were at least like tall. Yeah. yeah. And then Idaho State, I mean, who was keeping them in it early? It was Diaba Canate. Sure. As they built their lead in the first quarter, who's one of the most athletic players around. I mean, she's not go- She's not the one who's going to be yeah. sort of thrown off by the length and the speed of this Power 5 team. So you just, you have to have that first. Be- and I'm not sure if it's something about the Big Sky Conference in particular. Yeah. Sometimes that just happens. I, I think that there's one, this is something I thought of last night. This is not a point that I'd made yet on the show. This is a list that continues to evolve. I find it very fascinating. And we're going to keep talking about this because I do think there's all sorts of elements. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Coulter Nuana's rapping right now with Andrew Houghton, our guy in the back, our producer here at ESPN Missoula. And I was thinking about this, Andrew, because actually there are a couple programs in the big sky with great pride and tradition, the, we, the Grizzlies and Weber State being the two as far as elongated tradition. But Eastern Washington, certainly over the last 10 or 15 years, in, in that conversation, they've been to the big dance, I think, four times uh, during that span, including, you know, two of the last six times. They also played Montana in multiple championship games. So they were knocking on door there a little bit too. But Will Cherry was playing against Syracuse because Damian Lillard wasn't. Ahmad Rory was playing against Michigan because Andre Spite wasn't. What I'm getting at is that so often the guy who does fall to the mid-major, the Steph Curry, the C.J. McCollum at Lehigh, the John Moran at Murray State, they then go run roughshod over their their conference. Their conference likely protects the number one seed better in the tournament, and they go to the NCAA tournament. Like, it's crazy to think that Damian Lillard is one of the, what, 50 greatest players in NBA history? And, I mean, he definitely was on the top 75 list for the 75th anniversary. I mean, he's a multiple-time first-team All-NBA player that played in the big sky. And, oh, guess what? Went to zero <laughs> NCAA tournaments. Like, maybe if Damian Lillard goes to the tournament twice, the big sky doesn't have... A drought, because that's that's the way you stay on the court most early. You put the ball in the hand of your dude and get out the way. I mean, that's the thing that's crazy is Montana State was never good when Brian Fish was the head coach, but I actually think that a team with Tyler Hall and Harold Frey and Kelgen Blevins would have a way better shot in the NCAA tournament if you draw a power five than a Montana would because of all these things we're talking about. Right, and you're seeing a lack of those guys in the conference you know, more recently now. Exactly. A lack of those type of guys, for sure. I think a part of that, too, is just the way that Montana has got away from recruiting transfer portal guys. Like, we don't know about this Grizz team still. Like, maybe Josh Bannon is just that guy. Like, maybe Josh Bannon just evolves into, by the time he's a senior and he's like that next borderline NBA Jake Wiley type guy. Who knows? But I do think there's a ton of factors that go into it. But you have to wonder if maybe the big sky uh, would be best served if some of their best individual players. But I guess you'd never want to demean the strength of programs and the strength of teams winning. I don't know. I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. I also think, last point on this, Andrew, 
I also think this. Montana State was the team that was playing the best at the end of the year in the women's league. They totally deserved to win that tournament. Darian White was so great in her hometown. She was definitely showing out and showing off for the, all the people that were there for her that were from Boise. But in reality, if you're talking making teams absolutely full strength and then sending them the big dance, the big sky was misrepresented. Idaho State was supposed to be the team that was going dancing. Well, right, but I, you know, Idaho State, it was always going to be a hard act for them to follow. But, but no, Colter, you're right, and we saw it last year, and that's that was supposed to be the way that it went. Idaho State was supposed to have picked up the experience against Kentucky in last year's tournament and brought the entire same team back and ran through and, and maybe gotten a better seat. I think they were a 13 last year, maybe right. moved up to that 11-12 line, or at least at least gotten a 13, and then the injuries hit them and they never got it together and sort of went out went out really early in the conference tournament and, and Montana State ended up with the 16. And, you know, ISU almost almost advanced past the first round of the WNIT. I mean, they, they took Wyoming to the brink at Wyoming, and that's not, a, that's not a crazy matchup, but... For sure. You know, they showed a little bit, but I think you're right there. Yeah, it, it is so interesting. And I, I think that there's so many different things that go into it. We'll keep talking about it. We'll keep mining the ideas from all the great minds that stop by this show. By the way, tease for next week. This will be fun. Uh, our main guy, Sean Rainey, he's been busy all over the place, SWX Montana Sports Director. He's got two little kids. He's been helping coach. Obviously, he's on your TV like seven times a day when you're watching SWX or ABC Fox. So he hasn't been able to come by the studio in a hot minute. But state tournaments are over. We're into spring sports. He's our main baseball guy. So the Rain Man will be swinging by next Tuesday. So we will uh, we'll have him on board for the duration in the studio. How about somebody else that's back in the saddle? Crazy NFL free agency going on right now across the National Football League. Rajim Seabrook riding shotgun with me, Coulter Nuanas. Nuanas now carries on. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. SportsBet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. With what has been an uncommon occurrence since Bobby Houck returned to coach the Grizzlies, the Montana football team has some turnover on its coaching staff. Hello, I am Coulter Duanez. Since Houck took the reins coming into the 2018 season, only cornerbacks coach C.J. Cox has left the program for another position. That is until Shan Schillinger took a job in the SEC and a former Bobcat took over as Montana's safeties coach. Schillinger, a two-time All-American safety during his playing career at Montana, before becoming an NFL draft pick by the Atlanta Falcons, spent the last five seasons as an assistant 
Wisconsin at his alma mater, coaching safeties and helping Hauk with special teams coordination. As first reported by Skyline Sports, Schillinger has accepted a job as a defensive analyst on Mike Leach's staff at Mississippi State of the SEC. Earlier this week, Skyline Sports also confirmed that Roger Cooper will replace Schillinger as Montana's safeties coach. Cooper was a legendary player at Montana State, earning first-team All-Big Sky honors as a linebacker three years in a row and claiming 2004 Big Sky Conference defensive MVP honors. Cooper spent the last 10 seasons as an assistant at Idaho State, working for Mike Kramer and Rob Fennessy, including serving as ISU's defensive coordinator the last six seasons. In collegiate swimming, Missoula native and North Carolina State junior Catherine Burkoff became the first American woman ever to swim under 49 seconds in the 100-yard backstroke, winning her fourth NCAA championship in the process. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. I get the club jumping because I'm sick with the flow. You know it's so loud. Like wherever I go, I jam back the show, man, that's for sure. I got the info you already know. Man, I get it popping in the club. Everybody show me love. Let's go. You know I got what it takes to make the club go out of control. Quit playing, turn the music up a little bit. Bounce with me now, shout it, let's get in the way. You know I got what up, Montana? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. This man here in the baby blue shirt, not me, the other baby blue shirt, the oh, ESPN nah. baby blue shirt. That's Roger Jim Seabrook. Welcome back, my dude. How you doing? I'm, buddy, I'm happy. It's Wednesdays. It isn't Fridays, but it's gorgeous outside. I've missed you for almost a month, but I'm happy to be here. It's so funny, too, because you've done so much work around the community and mental health. I think that a lot of us, we acknowledge sort of what the gray in Missoula does to us. I think a lot of us are in denial, though, because when it gets sunny outside, even if I try to, I, I know all the, the little things you can do, eat your vitamin D, drink your water, go outside for a walk, whatever. It's still kind of depressing about February 22nd. And when it gets sunny outside, I'm like, I'm ready to run to the top of Mount Central. I walked all the way around town today, made all my phone calls. I'm emailing while I'm walking on the river trail. I'm like, dude, I don't care if I'm just on my phone doing my work. I got to get outside. It's so nice when it's actually sunny outside. The person I am today on March 23rd <laughs> is not the person I was on February 23rd. Right? The I agree with you, Coulter. Like, the sun and the light and the warmth just does something to the human psyche, let alone the body. And uh, I'm just happy it's here because I, too, like you, feel I just feel like a different person. Seasonal affect disorder, be darned. See ya. Gotta love it. Well, let's talk some football because the NFL's yeah. been going off. We have been uh, a little bit, I don't know if behind is the right word, but we have, we've been talking so much hoops because we've been on the road. We've got the Big Sky Basketball Tournament and then the NCAA Tournament. And uh, so let's get into a lot of the things we've touched on but not necessarily fully analyzed here over the last couple of weeks. First of all, the NFL free agency period opened last week. Here's the teams that had them. This is, by the way, all football all the time, even though it's not football season. We are uh, we're rolling on it um, because football's all the time. It's it's all year round when it comes to the NFL. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana has all sorts of sweet college basketball futures bets right now. So let's say your bracket's busted, you can still go bet on the teams that are still alive. You can still pick regional winners, potential. Um, games between two teams. Like, let's say you want, let's say you think it's Gonzaga versus Arizona. You could put a bet on that exact national championship matchup. You can repick your Final Four based out of the Sweet 16s. So go hit up a Sportsbet Montana kiosk. They're located in all of your various favorite establishments. And uh, it's easy, it's accessible. You can also use the Sportsbet Montana app or if you want to find where a kiosk might be, 
You can just look it up on their website. They have a huge list of all the places in Montana you can find those Sports Bet Montana kiosks. Appreciate Sports Bet Montana for all their support throughout the year, particularly when it comes to all football all the time, talking all things NFL. So here's the teams that have the most cap room coming into free agency. The Indianapolis Colts with nearly $40 million. The Seattle Seahawks with $34.3 million. Carolina Panthers with 31 and change. Chicago Bears also with 31 and change. And the Los Angeles Superchargers with 30 mil. The New York Jets also have a ton of cap room. The Houston Texans have a ton of cap room because they don't have a quarterback anymore. We're going to get into that here in just a minute. And then you got Dallas at 8 at 24.6. New Orleans at 9 and Green Bay at 10. So there's uh, some of the looks of the teams that have cap room. The teams that have no cap room. The Los Angeles Rams are already 10 million over the cap. Kansas City Chiefs only have about $300,000 in cap room. Other teams that have less than a million, Tennessee Titans and Rajim's New York football giants. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings sitting there at fifth with only $1.7 in cap room. Oh, wonder why. That's because you paid your dis... Ter- I can't even say the words I almost just said. Uh, your, your underachieving, handcuffing, <laughs> non-leading, corny quarterback, Kirk Cousins. I'm like two seconds away from being coming to San Francisco 49ers fan, man. I can't stand the Vikings anymore. But anyways, there's a look at uh, who you got. But we're going to start with the quarterbacks and a lot of the movement that's happened. So we'll start at the very top. Uh, my car blew up again. I don't know if I told you this, but good. Coming back from Boise. So that thing's got to go to the scrapyard or something. But either way, uh, I get back into service as I get my toe from Wisdom, Montana to Butte. Woo! Hope you had triple A, bro. The first alert I get on my phone is the Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. Then I get, second, I get Aaron Rodgers, four years for $200 million in Green Bay. Ridiculous. And then my third uh, alert is uh, Kirk Cousins signing a one-year extension with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I almost texted Great you day. that day Great because day. I was like, Coulter's probably gishpilka everyone. He threw up in his own mouth. It was just something he couldn't hold on to. I'm sorry, man. You're stuck with another year. No doubt, stuck with another year. But here's so let's take, let's start at the beginning. Then Tom Brady coming out of retirement. What do you think? Is that uh, not a surprise to those that sort of uh, understand the way that narcissistic personalities work? Right. That's just another year. Really bad subway commercials. Next, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers going back to Green Bay. So all the drama, all of this and that and the other thing, complaining about no receivers in the first round. Yada yada yada. A-Rodge breaks the bank in Green Bay. Are you surprised by this? He breaks the bank and loses out on the back end. His number one dude's now gone. You have all the money in the world and no one to throw it to. And that's the other thing, and then we're going to get to that, too, because one of the main non-quarterback transactions thus far, Devontae Adams, on his way uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, um, Reuniting with this college record-breaking teammate. Who's that? Derek Carr and Devontae went to Fresno State together. Oh, that's right. I forgot that Devontae What's Adams went to Fresno State. I got one on Coulter, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I completely forgot that Devontae Adams went to Fresno State. And they I, broke, They broke. The, they, speaking of breaking bank, they broke some crazy records together in for college. sure. I, I, dude, I used to love on NCAA football. Oh, son. It was so fun to like be the non-Power 5 team and like build them up and like try to get the <laughs> yep. three-star guys, the yep. four-star guys. But I would always roll Fresno State because they were like a Dude, they were top good. 50 program, but not like, you know, the Penn States or Ohio no, States or no, Michigan's no. of the world. And, uh, yeah, they were always fun to roll. Derek Absolutely. Carr was nice. He was games. nice. He I forgot, it. forgot Devontae Adams went there. Good one. I got you, bro. Well, anyways, I thought that Aaron Rodgers' whole uh, shtick this last little while was – was partly, I thought he was just going to use it to then pressure Green Bay into sending him to a big market or try to ride off into the sunset and just retire and then just go straight into media 
He does neither of those things. Do you think he'll still have the same welcome back to Green Bay when he goes back to Lambeau Field? Depends on how long and greasy that ponytail is. Uh, I don't know, man. Aaron Rodgers has talked his way in and out of so many things over his career. It'd be really interesting to see what comes out of it Minus Devontae Adams. Again, broke the bank, got all the money in the world. But you've got some really questionable uh, 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 people to throw it to. Um, I'm not sure. And I'm, I'm actually glad he's going to kind of possibly be in a football purgatory. Because I tell you, my man's my man's mouth is more powerful than his arm right now. And uh, it's just it's interesting to see what kind of what, where he will where he, not the Packers, where Aaron yeah. Rodgers will land. Well, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are one of the most interesting duos to analyze because there's a significant chance that losing Devontae Adams is going to make Aaron Rodgers look much more like a mere mortal and not like... Because mm-hmm. even though he is... Even though he has let his lips get out in front of every other athletic exploit he has, he still mm-hmm. is one of the best players in the Oh, NFL. absolutely. I mean, he still won the MVP two years ago as one of the front runners every this, year. This last year. Yeah. So um, he still is right there. But there's a significant chance that losing Devontae Adams makes Aaron Rodgers uh, look not nearly as good. There's also a significant chance that some random guy like. Uh, you know, uh, Marquis Scant- Scantling, Wait, right? Yeah. Valdres Scantling. Yeah. Uh, there's a chance that that guy is just all of a sudden scores 12 touchdowns next year. Totally. And it's a Pro Bowler, and maybe Devontae Adams is the one that looks pedestrian. Or probably what I think is, I think that they'll both still look really, really good even without each other. E- I, yes, I think Devontae Adams has a better chance of looking better than Aaron Rodgers, considering what Devontae Adams is going to. If you look at the sums of the parts on the Raiders offensively, that's a tough team to start, stop now. Quarterback, running back, tight end. Uh, but all that remains to be seen. Crystal ball. Crystal ball. Here's what we're going to do. This is a great conversation. that has Actually, actually we're going to keep going on the quarterbacks just for a minute, and then we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back to NFL key free agents in hour number two. I want to skip over to Sean Watson right now because that's one that uh, I don't really know where we're even going to go with Buddy. that quite yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. don't. I, <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I don't back know. at the Hall of Justice. I was going to say from his perspective, it seems like he played his cards right, but that seems like a, a yeah. untort thing to say at this exact <laughs> moment in time. I, I guess we'll leave you with this on Deshaun Watson. It's absolutely insane he sat out an entire NFL football season and they got the highest guaranteed contract in the history of the league. It's crazy. Admit. Especially because he may not be there on opening day. They are prorating the contract to basically account for the suspension that they know Know he's going to get. Oh, buddy. Oh, uh, I got a question for you. How do you, how does a guy like that stay in the league and Colin Kaepernick is still out? Right. Just saying. Sorry. (laughs) It's a good point. Matt Ryan to the Colts, though, sounds like it's getting close to being a done deal, which means then Carson Wentz will be on the look for a new home. So I guess two-part question. What what's up with the Colts just going one year used car deals basically? And also is is Wentz is he salvageable or, or is or is he done? I don't know, man. When you look at the body of work of Wentz, especially when you when he's being put around people that made him good in Philadelphia with the Colts, like that's right. I forget Andrew's pointing out that Wentz is already gone, gone to the gone to DC. Yeah, gone he's to already the, gone. The he's Washington already gone. Commanders, as it were, worst name. Ever. The Washington football team was better, or club was better than commanders. That just sounds like some it's really weird. bad, like, D3 arena league it's football team. It's not as bad team. as the Cleveland Guardians. 
Cleveland Guardians is whack, dude. It's so bad. Basura. That's Spanish for garbage. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, anyways, yeah. what's up with the Colts, though? Because this is, since Andrew Luck abruptly announced his retirement, it's been what? Phillip Rivers. Yep. Uh, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, Carson Wentz. Maybe not in this right order, because I think it was actually Rivers and then Wentz. And now here we're going to roll with Matt Ryan. Is Matt Ryan got anything left? Have you watched Atlanta the last two years? Yeah, but I also think part of that was just disjoint in their coaching staff when they went to the Super Bowl and then melted down the Super Bowl. Sure. And they had a lot of guys leave and key guys too, like, and like Julio, Julio Jones. Julio Jones falling off and then leaving that didn't help him at all. I think Matt Ryan is the Matty Ice from Boston College. I think is done. I just think he's yeah. done. When I look at the body of work, especially the last three years, considering he also plays indoor for most of his games, yep. like he's just. I, I I think it's safe to say this would probably be his last year. He wasn't a mobile guy even in, in, in his youth. Uh, those are tough defenses for him to play in week in and week out. I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure he has anything left in the tank for what Indianapolis wants out of him. A couple other quarterback transactions in the NFL. It's all football all the time, and this will be continued. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. But Marcus Mariota, looking like he's going to try to fill the void in Atlanta. He signed mm-hmm. with the Falcons. I don't know if they're going to go try to draft somebody, learn behind Mariota, maybe sign somebody ahead of Mariota. But he got sort of a um, veteran's average contract, so he at least is sort of in the mix as the guy in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Then he also had Tyrod Taylor signing with the Giants, so maybe that's their backup plan for uh, Danny Dimes. More like broken nickels. <laughs> broken nickels. Gotta love it. And then Jameis Winston uh, is going back to New Orleans, so we'll see if the, Taysom, if the Taysom Hill experience can continue. Who knows? Captain Crab Legs. We will discuss more, though, Baker Mayfield on the open market, as well as the contract that probably was at least the Kickstarter to Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Robert Woods, and probably some other receivers as well, being on the move this NFL offseason. All football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana will continue in hour number two, but how about some wings? Basket of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Coming up right after this, keep it right here. Wing it Wednesday on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out of pocket expense. Visit online or call 406 640 4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. T-H-O-D, man, M-E-T-H-O-D, man, M-E-T-H-O-D, man, M-E-T-H-O-D, man, Get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my staff. We'll be getting planned when they come to a jam. Here I am. Here I am. The method man. Patty cake. Patty cake. Hey, the method man. No need to skip beat for people. Love it when Rajim breaks it down for us. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, here on Nuanas Now. We're going to talk all things East Coast. I spent the last week or so on the West Coast. I never spent much time on the East Coast. We're going to talk all things East Coast to get things started in hour number two. And also, just learn a little bit more about this school from Jersey City. 
St. Francis, the Peacocks, taking the world by storm. But as I always love when Rajim has stories for us, because I texted him, I said, yo, do you know anything about St. Peter's? And he's like, oh, I got all sorts of stuff about Jersey City. So that's kind of by where you were from, right? Well, Jersey City, Jersey City sits further north. Okay. And is across the bridge, basically across, um, across the tunnel. So okay. to say, not All across right. the bridge. It's further south, uh, north of where I'm from, but south of where the city is. And Jersey City is not only famous for St. Pete's, but is famous for the birth of Red Man. Oh, yeah. This what, we, the we album. Were, we were just listening right there to some Wu-Tang. Yep. Uh, Meth's, one of Meth's Meth buddies. Man, of course. Um, and Jersey City in the last 20 years has transformed. It used to be called the Bricks or Brick City. And it was really impoverished. Right there, pre-turnpike, and just kind of this cesspool, for lack of a better word. In the last 20 years, they've you know built science and nice convention centers, and it's become homogenized to a certain degree. But basketball has always been great in that part of Jersey, in that part of the Northeast period. And this school... Is the is the home of Bob Hurley, who oh, yeah, okay. is the you know almost infamous backslash world famous coach for St. Anthony's, another just powerhouse perennial right, like right. AAU NBA producing school. So you just have that whole part of New Jersey is just wild, man. It's just Good. it's just kind of wild. But Good. Well, we're gonna get into all of it in yeah. hour number two. We're gonna also gonna talk a lot about some of the hip hop that comes from there because we were debating. Some of the best hip-hop albums as well. But right now, we're going to have a little history lesson, as well as some wings, courtesy of the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. So text us right now. Texter number 3-888-1029. That's 888-1029. And we have 12 wings, a basket of wings, courtesy of the Desperado. Best wings in the city of Missoula. Best wings you'll find anywhere. So text right now. Texter number 888-1029. So if you've been following along all year long, I've been going through this sweet book that my mother gifted me, 100 Great Sports Heroes. Mama knew. It's the life stories of the immortals of sports selected by America's top sports writers. The kicker here, though, it was published in 1954, so just short of 70 years ago. So it's sort of memorializing the the first half of the 20th century, basically, in, um, in America, in American sports. So we're, we're about 38 pages into this, so like 19 or 20 subjects. I've actually been waiting for this one to come along. So if you're watching on SWX Montana Television, it's new on as now. The picture you see here, this is a vintage Bob Feller picture, black and white. Bullet Bob. And this is the chapter that we're on. It's all about Bob Feller, as Rajim just said. His nickname was Bullet Bob. And he was a phenomenal pitcher for the Cleveland Indians back in the uh, 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Bob Feller was known for his unbelievable fastball. He was probably the first real, true flamethrower, broken in the bigs in the mid-30s. And they, I mean, there was not really accurate radar guns back then, but they were estimating that he was thrown in the mid to high 90s. One of the first to do the split the scene split, yeah. uh, fastballs. And people maybe don't know this about him either. There's been such a, a giant uh, phenomenon of phenoms in sports, particularly in the 90s and in, into the 2000s, the LeBron James and Kobe Bryant's and mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett's of the mm-hmm. world. And, you know, even even Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, both those guys were 
coming up and breaking in pretty darn young. Andrew Jones comes to mind for the Braves back in the 90s mm. as a teenager. But Bob Feller was the, the first great teenage athlete. He broke into the big leagues when he was 17 years old. And he played 19 seasons in the major leagues and also spent three years fighting in World War II mm-hmm. and still retired before he was even 40. So um, an awesome career, but I, I think people maybe don't remember Bullet Bob as the phenom that he was. They only re- they remember his you know the duration of his career, his 266 wins, his strikeout prowess, but uh, also one of the first guys to ever break in uh, as a teenager. W- now that we've sort of seen this era come and go, what do you think of... Because there was this, um, there was this notion in the mid '90s and into the early 2000s that guys coming into the NBA out of high school was going to just ruin everything. It was going to ruin the league. It was going to ruin them. And when the dust settled, there was certainly some, you know, quote unquote busts like Darius Miles and Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, but like Kwame Brown had that whole series of Twitter videos this last year. He's like, "Yo, you could call me a bust all you want because I didn't fulfill your expectations, but I played in the NBA for 11 years and made like 70 million dollars and bought my grandma and my mom a house. So you guys can all just like eat it." Yeah, exactly. So you know, I don't know. It's all perspective, but I mean, now that it's sort of retrospectively finished, what do you think of that phenomenon? Because I don't think it was necessarily. Uh, I don't know if it was necessarily as bad as people wanted you to believe it was going to be. I think when you when we go back in time and we look at the athlete, regardless of sport, in the late 80s to early 90s, there's a physical maturation that took place 15 years after the fact. Um, when I was in high school, the amount of detail to weightlifting, staying in shape, plyometrics, dietricianists, nutritional, that, that wasn't as big as a factor. When I see For some sure. of these kids coming out of high school now... They're, they're full-grown men and women already. So the athlete that they were talking about coming out at that time physically aren't the specimens coming out of high school now. So let's be fair and honest when we when we look at the different time frames. Just like if you look at a power forward now versus a power forward from the 60s, sure. it's two different athletes. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're at a different phase in the world. Um, today's athletes are more ready for that jump coming out of high school than yesteryear. Yeah, it's interesting. Um It'll be interesting to see. I mean, because this is coming back around, right? The the what they're calling the uh, the double draft is coming up. Because right now you have to be a year removed from high school, but there's going to be a, a a singular draft. I believe it's two drafts from now in the NBA, where all the guys that have just finished their first year in college, the one and dones, mm-hmm. and now the guys that are the first class eligible to come back from high school. That draft is going to be fascinating because you're probably going to have half a dozen of the guys that. Probably would have gone in the league if not for the rule. But had to go that one last year. That I to, to the their one and only year one last time, and then you'll have the influx of the high school kids too. There's this, also this new phenomenon that hasn't really hit the mainstream, and I think it's a tactful strategy by the networks to not let it hit the mainstream. There's this G League Ignite team, which is like a hyperactive version of the G League. Mm-hmm. And it's all these 19 and 20 year old dudes that all are then going on and becoming top picks mm-hmm. in the NBA draft. College basketball doesn't want you to know about that, though, because they want you to worship Zion Williamson when he's in, in college, yeah. not follow this this G League <laughs> where guys are going to come be stars in the league right away. But I, I don't know. I, I do think it's going to be fascinating because we're going to see this come back around. Guys are going to be able to go out of high school again here uh, pretty shortly uh, from high school to the NBA. Coulter, I've asked you this question. I've asked crazy vagabond Ryan to tell about this several times. Why is it when we talk about college basketball and football? Yep. These issues come up, but it doesn't happen for tennis. 
Baseball? You mean like just in terms of how soon you go pro? Right, because it, no, it's it's very it's very uh, good point because you're right. Like nobody nobody was saying anything when Anna Kornikova or the, the Williams sisters were compete, competing in Grand Slams when they were teenagers. No, and or no one says anything when some little 14 year old girl goes pro at figure skating. But when it's basketball yeah. or football. And I, I hate to say it, we're talking about young brothers. No, there's, a, there's an issue with it. There, there, there's but an no other sport is there a conflict or a debate when kids go pro. Well, I think there's a I think there's an element of just the parental aspect of it. Because if you're a professional tennis player when you're 15 years old, there's a very good chance that your mom is still driving you around and booking your plane tickets. Mm-hmm. As soon as you get drafted by an NBA team, your mom is not going anywhere with you. And if she is your teammates are probably killing you. <laughs> it's just like the old Kevin Durant story, though, right? Like true, he, Kevin true. Durant was a one-and-dunner, and he had his mom come live with him his first year in the NBA because he's 19, and he's like, Mom, I don't know how to do this. you got to come live with me. You know, like, I'll pay your bills, whatever. But he got killed for that. And so I think there's that part of it, the, the hand-holding. I also think there's a difference between individual and team sports, too. I think you're going to have a lot more unsavory influences, for better or worse, when you're playing on a team. And I also think that... It, there's a there's a stark social contrast because even if you're competing against and somewhat mingling with your competitors that are maybe substantially older than you when you're like a teenage tennis player, you're not part of the same thing. Whereas if you're a kind, uh, it's like the when Kobe when Kobe Bryant and Kwame Brown were playing together on the Lakers, Kwame Brown says that was one of the things that wrecked his mind more than anything because he had to play with Michael Jordan and then Kwame or and then Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant, and those two guys just got after him so much it hurt his young psyche that's partially on him but it's also an interesting point that you know you really do your livelihood is attached to somebody that's your co-worker in a, a young man's sport who might be 20 years older than you i think mm-hmm. but i think there's also the other elements i think there's validity to all the elements you're talking about as well i just see the constant realignment for for football and basketball but i don't see it for any of those other sports sure and it's just interesting that when whenever we talk about college athletes, it just constantly comes back to that. And it's just interesting when you parallel it, how it doesn't equate to some of these other sports. That's our Wing It Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. You need anywhere to watch any sort of good uh, sports or enjoy some great wings, head on down to the Despo and also tune in about 445 each Wednesday for your opportunity to win a free basket of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Hour one in the books. Hour two, Nuana's now coming at you. More East Coast stories, some hip-hop lessons, the phenomenon of St. Peter's, and some more NFL chatter. Keep it right here. It's ESPN Radio. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.